Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Time poor? Never get around to watching or reading the news? Aware you're not quite as on top of what's happening in the world as you should be? Well, the Daily News in Brief from Sherlock's.com is the daily email that brings you the scoop on the breaking news and current affairs you need to know about each day. In this weekly podcast, we round up all those stories into one neat episode. So subscribe, keep listening and stay informed. Welcome to the Daily News in Brief podcast. Today is the 21st of November and this week's main stories are Campaigning for the UK general election on the 12th of December is in full swing. The week began badly for the Conservatives when American businesswoman Jennifer Arcuri told ITV she was terribly heartbroken by Boris Johnson's refusal to talk to her. The Prime Minister is under investigation by the Independent Office for Police Conduct because he awarded her company £100,000 of public funds when he was Mayor of London, despite having a personal relationship with her. Arcuri said, I don't understand why you've blocked me and ignored me as if I was some fleeting one-night stand. On Monday, Johnson joined Jeremy Corbyn and Joe Swinson in addressing the CBI conference. The Prime Minister told business leaders he was putting plans to cut corporation tax on hold because the move would cost the Treasury £6 billion that could be spent on the NHS and other services. He had previously said the planned corporation tax cut from 19% to 17% would actually raise revenue. Labour leader Corbyn promised the same audience more investment than you have ever dreamt of and set out plans for 320,000 new apprenticeships in the green economy. Joe Swinson said the Liberal Democrats were the natural party of business because they wanted to cancel Brexit. Johnson and Corbyn were together again on Tuesday as they went head-to-head in the campaign's first televised debate. After an unsuccessful High Court challenge, Swinson and the Scottish National Party were excluded from the ITV event. Johnson and Corbyn argued over which of them would best protect the NHS, with the Labour leader accusing Johnson of being ready to sell it off to US corporations. The Prime Minister said the claim was an absolute invention. He repeatedly tried to steer the debate towards Brexit, with Corbyn refusing to say how he would campaign in the event of a second EU referendum. During the debate, the Conservatives changed the name of one of their Twitter accounts from CCHQ Press to Fact Check UK. Twitter itself criticised the party for misleading the public and said it would take decisive correction if the Tories tried anything similar again. Meanwhile, the Tory candidate for Aberdeen North was suspended by the party for allegedly anti-Semitic, Islamophobic and homophobic tweets written in 2012. Tuesday saw the Green Party launch its manifesto. Co-leader Jonathan Bartley set out a Green New Deal that would reduce the UK's carbon emissions to zero by 2030. The following day, the Liberal Democrats unveiled their manifesto. If they win the election, the Lib Dems will immediately revoke Article 50 and stop Brexit. They say this will free up £50 billion to spend on public services and reducing inequality. Among other things, this Remain bonus would fund 20,000 new teachers' extra cash for schools and new support for the low-paid. Prince Andrew has stepped back from royal duties in the aftermath of an interview he gave to the BBC that has been described as a car crash. 
The Duke of York has defended his decision to take part in the interview about his relationship with convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. However, royal reporters have said he has been very damaged by it. The Labour Party has called for him to give evidence to US investigators over his links to sex offender Epstein. The latest woman to sue Epstein's estate for sexual abuse has also urged the prince to share information on his former friend. Meanwhile, students at the University of Huddersfield are looking for ways to remove him from his ceremonial position as the institution's chancellor. An ex-Downing Street aide has accused the prince of using the N-word during a private meeting with him at Buckingham Palace in 2012. Former Home Secretary Jackie Smith has said she was left slack-jawed when the prince made racist comments about Arabs after a state dinner for the Saudi royal family. BT has joined a growing list of organisations to distance themselves from Prince Andrew since the interview was broadcast. BT is reviewing its relationship with IDEA, an organisation of which the Prince is a patron. Standard Chartered and KPMG both withdrew support for another of the Prince's initiatives earlier in the week. They both said their decisions were made before the interview. Pharma giant AstraZeneca and Hult International Business School are reviewing their involvements with the same initiative, while four Australian universities have already stepped down as partners. Finally, a letter written by Buckingham Palace to the Times in 2011 suggests the Duke of York first met sex offender Epstein in the early 1990s, not in 1999, as the Prince said in last weekend's BBC interview. In Hong Kong, anti-government protesters have been involved in protracted clashes with police. The protesters occupied the city's Polytechnic University. They fired arrows and threw petrol bombs at police as they attempted to disperse the demonstrations. One officer was injured when an arrow struck him in the leg. Police fired tear gas at protesters, who tried to break the security cordon around the university. Amid fears of a violent crackdown on the protests, the US has called for China to protect Hong Kong's freedom. China's unjustified use of force was condemned by a senior Trump administration official who said the US expects Beijing to protect Hong Kong's freedom, legal system and democratic way of life. The latest events follow months of unrest in Hong Kong, triggered by a proposal for an extradition system between the territory and mainland China. The legislation has since been scrapped, but the protests have grown into a wider pro-democracy movement. An ex-worker at the UK's Hong Kong consulate has said he was tortured in China and accused of inciting political unrest. Simon Cheng is a 29-year-old Hong Kong citizen who worked for the consulate for almost two years. He told the BBC he was detained on the Chinese mainland for 15 days in August. As a result of Cheng's claim, Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab summoned the Chinese ambassador. A Chinese foreign ministry spokesman then told the BBC it would not accept the summons but would counter-summon the UK ambassador to express their indignation. In UK news, the government and the army face accusations of a cover-up after documents allegedly implicating troops in the murder of children were leaked. The BBC and the Sunday Times reportedly obtained evidence from within the Iraq Historic Allegations Team and Operation Northmore, which investigated alleged war crimes committed by troops in Iraq and Afghanistan. Both were shut down in 2017 after a key solicitor working on Iraqi cases was struck off. Some former investigators claimed the solicitor's departure was used as an excuse to close the inquiries. None of the cases resulted in prosecution. However, a year-long investigation by the BBC and Sunday Times claims to have uncovered evidence implicating troops in torture, sexual abuse of detainees and the murder of children. It also alleges that a senior SAS commander was referred to prosecutors for attempting to pervert the course of justice. Amnesty UK has described the claims as deeply troubling and insisted anyone responsible for carrying out war crimes must be held accountable. 
The Ministry of Defence has denied accusations of a cover-up. British banks have disagreed on how customers who fall victim to fraud should be refunded. A temporary agreement on how victims of authorised push payment scams can get their money back has been in place since May. This fraud sees customers tricked into transferring money by sophisticated fraudsters posing as bank staff solicitors or even police. It has since been revealed that there is no consensus among UK banks on how to refund victims. Without a new deal, customers could be left without protection from 2020. The founder of the pro-Brexit Leave EU campaign has had his Twitter account suspended after it was hacked. Aaron Banks said personal data had been shared via Twitter, which he accused of failing to tackle the issue. He said the social network had deliberately chosen to leave his personal information online after hackers made it available via a link to a download. In February, the Information Commissioner's Office fined Leave EU and an insurance company owned by banks £120,000 for breaching data protection laws. Journalist and regular bank's adversary, Carol Cadwallader, said it was a moment for him to reflect on the need for those laws and a regulator to enforce them. Tottenham Hotspur have replaced head coach Mauricio Pochettino with Jose Mourinho. Spurs reached the final of the UEFA Champions League as recently as June, but have blamed poor Premier League results from Pochettino's sacking. Although he never won a trophy with Spurs, the Argentinian's dismissal has angered many fans at the club. Ex-Spurs player Gary Lineker said Pochettino had helped the club to punch massively above their weight for years. Former Chelsea and Manchester United boss Jose Mourinho has signed a contract until 2023. In health news. An independent review has blamed a toxic culture for failings that led to the deaths of at least 45 babies and mothers at the maternity unit of Shrewsbury and Telford Hospital NHS Trust. West Mercia Police is in touch with the NHS and the independent investigation and is considering bringing corporate manslaughter charges against the Trust. An interim report leaked to the independent newspaper showed the review is now examining more than 600 cases of possible poor care that left babies and mothers dead or permanently disabled. Investigation Chair Donna Ockenden says in the report that the failure to investigate and therefore the failure to learn have been present in almost all of the cases. Analysis of NHS data by the BBC suggests more than 2 million adults in England are unable to see an NHS dentist. While some of those are on waiting lists or put off by costs, almost 1.5 million of them have tried and failed to get an NHS appointment in the last two years. British Dental Association leader Dave Cottam blamed a perfect storm of underfunding, failed contracts and recruitment problems. NHS England said the problems were already being addressed and urged people to use the NHS website to identify local dentists that were accepting patients. Data was not available to assess the scale of the problem in other parts of the UK. Government statisticians have suggested 70 should replace 65 as the threshold for old age. The Office for National Statistics said improvements in health and life expectancy had made 65 look too young a starting point. The proportion of the population aged 65 or over has grown from 10.8% in 1950 to 18.3% last year, with an attendant impact on costs to health and social care services and spending on state pensions. Rather than making 70 a universal start to old age, statisticians have suggested old age be based on total average life expectancy, minus 15 years. Today, that would mean old age beginning at 70 for men and 72 for women. By 2066, however... Old age would begin at 75 for men and 77 for women. In entertainment news, 
Glastonbury organiser Emily Evis has described the booking of Paul McCartney for the 2020 edition of the festival as an absolute dream. The ex-Beatle will perform on the Saturday night and is the first Pyramid stage headliner to be confirmed. McCartney will be 78 by the time of the performance and the stage's oldest ever headliner, beating the record held by Rolling Stones drummer Charlie Watts. When McCartney headlined in 2004, he played a 33-song set that included two encores. Here's the second artist to be confirmed for next year's edition. Dinah Ross has already been announced for the Pyramid Stages legend slot on Sunday. Joker has become the first R-rated film to make $1 billion in worldwide ticket sales. In the US, an R rating means anyone under the age of 17 must be accompanied in the cinema by an adult. The previous record for an R-rated film was held by Deadpool 2. Made on a relatively modest budget of $62.5 million, The Joker is also the most profitable comic book film ever. It has generated ticket sales worth more than 15 times what it costs to make. It has achieved both of these global milestones without it being released in China, where overseas films with too much sex or violence are often blocked. In travel and transport news. A direct flight from London to Sydney has touched down safely following a 19-hour, 19-minute journey. The trip was a trial of what could become the world's longest-ever commercial flight route. Operated by Qantas, the Boeing 7879 Dreamliner took off from the UK on Thursday morning local time and landed in Australia at midday on Friday. Only 40 passengers joined the flight, as at present it is not possible for a plane to complete the journey at full passenger and cargo capacity without stopping to refuel. Those on board were fitted with monitors to track their sleep, movement and food and drink intake during the flight. Carmaker Ford has lifted the curtain on a new model. The Mustang Mach-E is unlike previous Mustangs because it is a fully electric SUV. To this point in its 55-year history, the Mustang has been a sporty two-door muscle car synonymous with all-American movie glamour and a star of such films as Goldfinger, Diamonds Are Forever and Gone in 60 Seconds. Unveiled at a launch event in Los Angeles featuring Idris Elba, the Mach-E retains the Mustang's famous chrome pony badge and is designed to compete with electric models from Tesla, Jaguar, Audi and Mercedes. Elsewhere in the world Swedish prosecutors have dropped a rape case against WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. The country's deputy director of public prosecution said the decade-old allegations have been weakened as the memories of witnesses have faded and there is not enough evidence to file charges. Assange denied all allegations against him. He is currently serving a 50-week sentence in Belmarsh Prison for breaching bail conditions. He continues to battle extradition to the US, which accuses him of publishing secret documents in relation to his WikiLeaks work. Donald Trump has criticised North Korea for its recent description of Joe Biden as a rabid dog that should be beaten to death. The US leader tweeted that the Democratic senator was actually somewhat better than that. Trump signed off the tweet with an upbeat, see you soon, amid speculation he's keen to start denuclearization talks between the two countries. On Friday, a statement by the Korean regime's official news agency had said, rabid dogs like Biden can hurt lots of people if they are allowed to run about. They must be beaten to death with a stick. It is not clear what Biden did to provoke the outburst. Four people have been shot dead at a backyard party in the Californian city of Fresno. Another six people are believed to have been shot after suspects entered the residence and started firing into a crowd of around 35 people that had gathered to watch a football match. All of the victims were Asian men aged 25 to 35. 
Also on Sunday, a man in his 20s was shot dead at a home in another part of Fresno. The largest dump in China has reached its full capacity 25 years ahead of schedule. The landfill has been described as a mega dump and stretches across a site around the size of 100 football fields. Built in 1994, the landfill is designed to take 2,500 tonnes of rubbish per day and was intended to last until 2044. However, it has instead been receiving around 10,000 tonnes each day, meaning the site has already reached full capacity. Chinese authorities are attempting to combat the problem by constructing five new incinerator plants in the region. These plants are expected to manage the rubbish of 8 million citizens, with the landfill eventually being transformed into an ecological park. Our facts of the week are... The National Trust is to introduce three families of beavers onto land it manages in Somerset, Sussex and Surrey. It hopes the Eurasian beavers can help ease flooding and improve biodiversity. Beavers were hunted to extinction 400 years ago in the UK, but there has been a series of controlled reintroductions in recent years as flooding solutions are sought. In total, the National Trust schemes could involve 12 beavers, 6 adults and 6 kits. Marie Kondo has opened an online homeware store in the US. The world's leading exponent of decluttering is now selling items including leather room shoes, a tote bag and a ladle that costs $96. Kondo explained once you've completed your tidying, there is room to welcome meaningful objects, people and experiences into your life. However, the most popular reaction to the news has been one of consternation at the perceived hypocrisy of a tidying guru encouraging people to buy more things. And finally... The act of annoying a police officer is set to become a crime in a New York county under a new bill proposed by its lawmakers. The legislature in Monroe County passed a measure last week making it illegal to annoy, alarm or threaten the personal safety of an officer. Anyone caught doing so could face up to a year in prison and a fine of up to $5,000. Civil rights groups have expressed their outrage over the law. They warned it could have a dangerous effect on relations between the police and the public – The county executive will now hold a public hearing on the proposal to decide whether it is passed into law. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.